Hello, everyone. This is Victor Jackson. Welcome to the Bible Centered Podcast. Let's open up our Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 11. Gospel of John, chapter 11. We'll go to verse 17. John, chapter 11, verse 17. Uh, I pray that this can be a blessing to you today. He, he triumphed. He embarrassed the enemy because it's the devil coming with chains around his neck saying, I defeated him. It's already done. It's already done. John chapter 11, verse 17. If you, if you need any uh, extra prayers that you would like to pray, I would say, hey, keep your pastor in prayer. I do have a daughter coming. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, God knew what he was doing when he gave me my son first. Because he knew if he gave me a daughter first, I would be so wrapped around her hand, around her finger, that I would probably never want to leave the house, just want to play with the baby dolls with my daughter. And Whatever happened, Brother Jackson? He's preaching? No, he ain't preaching no more. He just play at home with his daughter all day. So he knew what he was doing when he gave me my son first. But now y'all pray for me. I'm probably, you know, I'm already, I'm already attached. Amen. So God's going to have to help me. If you see me just crying, you know, just say, oh, you know, the daughter's coming. Amen. Be sensitive all the time. Amen. We're excited about it. John chapter 11, verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know that even now whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. I, I, God's going to have to help me today because I, I pray that I can get this across properly. But I want to preach on, on this subject because this is an interesting text that I, I have to really break down uh, that I've been wrestling with. And uh, I want to preach on this subject this morning. The God in grave clothes. The God 
in grave clothes. Uh, why don't you lay your Bibles down, everyone, close your eyes and lift up your hands. Let's ask God to speak. Lord Jesus, I, I thank you for what you've been doing. I, I thank you for your people. I, th I thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do today. Show yourself alive. You are the vine and we are the branches. I'm nothing without you. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, there dwells no good thing. If anything good happens, God, it's only going to be because of your presence. It's only going to be because of your grace. It's only going to be because of your anointing. I mean, God, I'm asking for you, Lord, to meet needs today. There are people that have come with needs. And God, I'm asking for you to meet those needs. But it won't be by might nor by power, but it's only going to be by your spirit. And let your spirit work today. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you clap your hands to the Lord? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, please keep uh, Brother Chris Campbell in your prayer. Uh, he is recovering from surgery. He's doing well and so thankful uh, for that. The God in grave clothes. This story about Lazarus, Martha, and, and Mary is, is an incredible story because in this story you get to see God's humanity and, and his divinity. You get to see his humanity where he weeps and he is troubled, but you also get to see his, his divinity and being able to make Lazarus come alive again. This problem presents many story, many, many problems because the story presents many problems because uh, Lazarus and his family were close to Jesus. And in my imagination, I, I would think being close to Jesus is I'm supposed to be storm proof. Okay, I'm the only one. Okay. Uh, if I'm close to the creator of the world, well, hell should not be coming near me. I mean, I, I ought to show you my best friend, hell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hell's like, I'm coming to destroy. Jesus, come show them how me and you go all the way back. But, but it's amazing how close proximity to Jesus doesn't mean that you are exempt from storms. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you fast, no matter how faithful you are, nobody can be exempt from storms. And so Jesus' presence doesn't guarantee that a storm won't come, but it does guarantee that you'll make it through. See, he, he may not the storm from coming but in the middle of the storm he might just cry out peace be still and it's when he cries out peace be still that you see his glory and sometimes storms come not to destroy you but to reveal God's glory that's in the boat with you come on somebody because you thought you were alone but a storm has a way of revealing God's presence with you 
I thought I was alone in the fire, but it was in the fire I discovered that there was like unto the Son of God. There was somebody that was walking with me in the fire. And I can't be destroyed if God is with me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? And no weapon formed against me shall prosper. But it presents a, a, a problem in the text because they are close to Jesus yet the storm comes to them and he he resurrected him yes later but the problem is we get to read the story from the end but they are living out the story they are living out the story and when you're not in the story sometimes you don't have the compassion to understand the story have you ever been through something and somebody tries to give you advice that never been through nothing come on somebody you say hey I'm battling and you say and they say well well God's got you they say uh, yeah praise God amen that's good but I need a shoulder to cry on I, I know God's got me I just need to know if you got me amen and, and, and so they're in this pain and this trauma because Jesus would visit the house of Bethany all the time he was it was the one house Jesus was comfortable visiting and the one house that he's comfortable visiting that's the one house where all hell breaks loose if I got a bed for Jesus in my house devil don't mess with me <laughs> it's like I got a I got a bed for the Lord you know don't don't, don't mess with me but Jesus Here's the report that, that Lazarus is about to die. He's sick, and yet he abides still in the same place for two days. He didn't, he didn't even rush. Don't you hate when God don't rush? When God just doesn't even rush. Just, you know why he doesn't rush? It's because he's everywhere. He's like, I'm already there. Why rush? I'm, a, I'm already in your future. I'm in your future, your past, and your present all at the same time. He, he abides still in the same place. And then after he hears the, the emergency report, it's like getting a report from the from the hospital that somebody is about to pass away and you don't respond to the text till two days later. It's like, hey man, do you even care? He stays still for two days and I preached a message a year ago talking about how love is patient and how God waited to the the ripest opportunity where he knew that he was going to get glory. See, healing someone from a sickness and raising someone from the dead is just not the same. Where do you think God's going to get more glory? Come on, somebody. If someone rises up out of the grave, if they heal, you just kind of, well, praise God. If he rises out of the grave, like, hold on one second. And so love waits for the most opportune moment where God's going to get glory. So he says that 
Lazarus is dead, and I'm, I'm going to get to my point here. I, I just got to build for a second because John is showing us Jesus' divinity. John is the, the most unique gospel out of the four gospels because he puts up a picture, paints a picture on the divinity of Jesus that no other writer does. Matthew begins with the birth of Jesus. Mark begins with the ministry of Jesus. Uh, Luke begins with the cousin of Jesus. But John said, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He said it started long before his birth. It started long before his ministry. It started long before his cousin. Way back in the beginning. Before the lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Before an angel ever flooded its wing. Before there was a streets of gold. Before there was any angelic host. All it was was a thought. A plan. In the beginning. And he paints a picture on the divinity of Jesus Christ that is remarkable and he uses this story this story of Lazarus it's only here in the gospel of John and so now Jesus finally decides to come and when he comes the Bible says he, he found that they had laid Lazarus in the grave for four days listen and Martha comes and Mary and they are disappointed because they thought that close relationship means you're supposed to move when I tell you to move. And Mary sits still at home, but Martha comes. And when she comes, the first thing she says is, Lord, if you had been here, my brother had not died. Anybody ever had that type of prayer? God, if you would have been there, this wouldn't have happened. If you would have been there, this wouldn't have happened to my child. If you would have been there, this wouldn't have happened to my family. If you would have been there, this wouldn't have happened to my ministry. If you would have been there, you would have restored. You would have healed. If you would have been there. And Martha shows an incredible faith in what God could have done. Hear me. And Jesus tells her, your brother shall rise again. I'm about to get to the whole point of this message. And Martha says, I know that, you will, that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I want to show something here. Martha shows incredible faith for God in the past. And she shows incredible faith for God in the future. But she has no faith for now. She said, if you would have been here, I believe you would have done something. And he said, well, he shall rise again. He speaks present. And she goes straight to the future. Said, well, I know he'll rise again in that day. And he, he goes, I am the resurrection. What am I showing you here? She had faith for yesterday. And she had faith for tomorrow. But she didn't have faith for today. And she used tomorrow as an excuse for the lack of faith today. You see, many religions are made off of believing God for what happened in the past. 
And many religions are made off of believing for God in the future. They say in the past, this is what God did. In the future, you're going to go to heaven. But in the present, we've got nothing for you. And the problem is that we have wrapped God in grave clothes. And grave clothes are for the past and for the future. But we've got to get a hold of a right now faith that says, I believe that God can do something in me today. grave clothes. You see, you wrap the body in grave clothes because you wanted to preserve their history. You would put stuff in that grave clothes to wrap them up in, to remember it was for the past. And you also put a body in grave clothes so you could get their body prepared for the resurrection. See, that's what Martha believed in. She believed in the past and she believed in a resurrection. But the problem was that she had put God in those grave clothes uh, that God can only work in yesterday uh, and he can only work tomorrow uh, but it is impossible for God to work today uh, I've come to wake somebody up in the Holy Ghost uh, to let you know that God wants to do something in you today uh, God wants to do something in you now now I said now, I said now, I said now. I didn't say tomorrow, I didn't say next week, I said now. I said today, I said God wants to take away the pain today. God wants to heal your body today. God wants to heal your mind today. God wants to open a door up today. Today. But you see, everybody gets nervous when you start talking about today. Because it's easier to believe for yesterday. And it is easier to believe for tomorrow. I know God's going to do it. I know God's going to do it. I know God's going to do it. Everything is future tense. Come on, somebody. This is what God did. This is what God did. This is what God did. Everything's about yesterday and tomorrow. But God said, can I be your God today? Because I am which is which was and which is to come can i be your god is right now can i be your present help in the time of trouble can i come to you while you're crying can i come to you while you're in pain you don't have to wait till afterwards come on somebody you can get something from god now 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 i said now I said right now. I said today. I said there is a God here. You see, it's easier to say God's gonna do it than to say He's He's gonna do it today. He wants to do it today. He wants to do it right now because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm so glad he's the God of forever. I'm so glad he's the God of my history. But I need him to be the God of the present. I need him to get out of the grave clothes. Come on, somebody, and do something in my situation now. Now. Now, she 
see you put something in grave clothes to preserve the history and that's where a lot of a lot of religions stay they stay talking about the good old days this is how we used to this is how it used to used to used to but when you step into that religion today all you can see is cobwebs all you can see is the youth are gone all you can see is nobody there's no life there you're telling me you're trying to keep me in the present off of what happened it ain't happening come on somebody i need god to show up in me right now and if he healed before i need him to do it again if he opened the door before i need him to open the door again i need him to right now And then, and then there's other, there's other religions that talk about how good tomorrow is. Oh, there won't be weeping in heaven. Oh, there won't be crying in heaven. Oh, there won't be this in heaven and that in heaven. Well, that's all fine and good. But I need heaven to come down today. He said, that's how you pray. You pray on earth as it is in heaven. I need heaven to come down right now. And if there's no crying up there, come on. I need a manifestation of the kingdom because I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of weeping. I'm tired of pain. I need something from God now. Somebody clap your hands if you want something from God right now. I want you to clap like you can receive it right now. I want you to shout like you can receive it right now. You see, when you speak of God alone in the past, I get discouraged because I'm saying why it's not happening today. And if you keep on talking about what God will do, but it seems like every day today, things are getting worse for me. I get discouraged. My faith gets discouraged. I'm preaching to people that have been discouraged because somebody told you tomorrow and somebody told you yesterday, but if you You've yet to hear a word about today. And I've come to preach into you today. I've come to preach into you now. You know what now is spelled backwards? It's one. If you can understand that now is the time, then you understand you've already won. I'm going to preach to somebody right now. If you get a revelation of now, you'll get a revelation of victory. You'll get a revelation of hope. You'll get a revelation of dream. You can win if you discover the power now now while you're clapping your body could get healed now while you're shouting your depression can leave now while you're leaping something could happen now now I said now I said right now I said right now right now I'm believing now I believe before but I'm believing again I believe for tomorrow but I'm believing today now I'm not saving up my praise for later I'm gonna let out my praise right now because I need something to move in my spirit I need God to do something in my family I need God to open up a door in my marriage come on somebody I need God to make me whole right now What do you do? What do you do? 
when they wrapped up Lazarus in grave clothes. I'm going to preach right now. What do you do when you wrap up Lazarus in grave clothes? The problem is, I got, I'm about to preach to somebody. You see, your God is not dead. But the problem is, we've put him in grave clothes. We've allowed him to be God of the past. And we've allowed him to be God of the future. But he wants to be your God in the present. And the problem is, when they wrapped up Lazarus in those grave clothes, Lazarus' name means God is my help. I'm going to preach right now. God is my helper. What a contradiction. What do you do when God is your helper? It's dead in a grave. Come on, somebody. And it's been dead for four days. And what happens is we have wrapped up God as our present help. We see him as our future help. We see him as our past help. But God said, let me come out of the grave clothes. All I need is a word. All I need you to say is come forth. And when you say come forth, something on the inside of God is going to step out and do something inside of you. Come forth. God is my help, Lazarus. He was waiting for his name to be called from those grave clothes. God is my help. That's what his name means, Lazarus. God is my help. That's all God is waiting for. It's for you to say, God, you're my helper. All of a sudden, he springs into action today. Come on, if you need him now, he ain't gonna wait till later to come. He'll come right now. I know. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't admit it. You wouldn't admit it, but but the issue is, is that the past, you've been holding on to the past version of God so long that, that you, you can't even believe for the present. And you've been holding on to the future glory of God so long that you can't even believe God for the present. And that's how people get into a state of religious routine. That's how people get into a state of religious ritual because they don't expect an encounter to day. So they're always living for tomorrow. They don't expect deliverance to take place today. So they're always living for tomorrow. But I'm preaching to a bunch of people right now that that past version of God it doesn't fit your today. And that future version of God that you have in your head it doesn't fit your version today. So you're trying to process how you're going to go through this pain and navigate all this pain. You've been in confusion because where you are presently doesn't fit the God of the future tense or the God of the past tense and you've forgotten about the gift of the present you've forgotten that God came on the cross not for you to just uh, preach that he's on the cross not to, for you to just preach about his resurrection but he wants to give you a resurrection today he wants to open up your tomb today he wants to change your life today That's what happens. People begin to believe God is abstract. Hear me, I'm going to preach right now. People begin to believe God is abstract. Where God is out there, but my life is right here. That God can be out there, but I can't fit him in my job. God is out there, but I can't fit him in my marriage. God is out there, but I can't fit him with my kids. God is out there, but I can't fit him with my depression. And so I still come to church and I rejoice about the God of the future. But the problem is I'm decaying on the inside. The problem is I'm in pain on the inside. I need him to touch me today and I come to preach
preach to you that God is going to touch you today. Today. Clap if you believe God for today. get the revelation of now I get the revelation I won now 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 Whew. when Jesus came to the grave Martha met him Jesus told her take away the stone ah. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto them, Lord, him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. She's still reminding him, you should have been did this. She's still stuck in what God could have done. Jesus comes back to the present tense. Said I not unto thee that if you believe, thou shalt see the glory of God. You see, because her, her past and her future she wasn't getting that standing in front of her was the resurrection. That's why he said, you're waiting on a future resurrection. I am the resurrection. And anytime you call on me, I can give you a resurrection. You don't have to pray for an open door when you have Jesus. See, because Jesus is the door. God, y'all not hearing me. And as long as I have Jesus, I have an open door. Come on, somebody. Now, today, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on, somebody. Now, I'm, I'm tired of hoping. My hope has come to a conversion. I'm converting my hope into faith. I am preaching to a lot of people that have a lot of hope. Oh, and I'm glad that you have a lot of hope. And that's a powerful way to start. But the problem is, there has to be a conversion of hope into faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I'm going to preach right now. You see, hope, it builds up like a tower. If you keep hoping long enough, hope upon hope begins to build. Then all of a sudden, there is a conversion where it's not I hope. Now it's I believe. Oh, I'm going to preach right now. I'm not just hoping for better. I'm believing for better now. I'm believing for better today. I'm believing. I need somebody to clap if you believe. If you need healing, I need you to clap if you believe. If you need deliverance, I need you to clap if you believe. If you need God to open a door in your family, I need you to clap if you believe. If you've been struggling with anxiety, I need you to clap if you believe. If you've been struggling with fear, if you've been struggling with heartache, I need you to clap if you believe. Come on, somebody. Can you stand to your feet right now? And can you clap unto the Lord with everything in you? I feel something moving already. I feel Lazarus coming forward. I feel somebody stepping out of the grave clothes. I feel somebody getting delivered.
Lazarus, come forth. God is my helper. Come forth. God is my help. Come forth. And the Bible says when they called on Lazarus to come on out of those grave clothes, to come on out of that death, the Bible says that he stood up. And when he stood up, he was a miracle in progress. But the problem was he stood up, but he still had the grave clothes all on him. And I come to preach that God is not dead, but he's still been wrapped up in grave clothes. And God won't take the grave clothes off of him. He said, go, go ahead and loose them and let them go I'm using humanity to do their part because I'm going to do my part I'll resurrect you but I need you to take the grave clothes off I'll heal you hey, I feel like preaching in this place you got to do your part and begin to take the God you can still do it God you can still help God you can still deliver I'm taking the grave clothes Somebody clap again. Somebody shout again. Somebody dance again. Somebody run again. Somebody praise again. I'm taking the grave clothes off. The power of God when they cried out God is my helper when they cried out Lazarus he stood up resurrected but the problem was it was he couldn't move until humanity that wrapped him in the grave clothes had to unwrap him out of the grave clothes oh my God I feel like preaching Lazarus was alive but he couldn't walk Lazarus was breathing but he couldn't move I'm gonna preach right now Lazarus Lazarus was standing up tall, but the problem was, was he couldn't walk. He was having to hop here and hop there. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of God just hopping from one bad situation to another. I need God to stay with me. I need him to walk with me. I don't need him to skip over my valley. I don't need him to hop over my trouble. I need a present help. He was alive. Watch this. God is my helper. He was alive. But two things he couldn't do. He couldn't walk, number one. And number two, they couldn't see his face. Oh my God. I know God's alive, but I can't see his face. I know God's alive, but he's not walking with me. You know why? You've got to take off the grave clothes out of your own mindset and say, God's not just the God of yesterday. God's not just the God of tomorrow. Go ahead, Lord. Come on, somebody. You are my God today. And I need you to heal me of cancer today. I need you to heal me of heartache today. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. God is my helper. Come forth. God is my helper. Come forth. And when he comes forward, he's not going to be. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
You see, they were surprised when Lazarus was resurrected because the last time they heard of a resurrection was in the Old Testament when they threw somebody's bones, threw somebody's body on the bones of a dead prophet. And when that prophet was dead, they had his bones that was in an open sepulcher. They threw somebody that was dead onto the bones. And the Bible says when he touched that prophetic, he stood up and he walked. The last time they saw resurrections was whenever the prophet stretched forth himself over the boy. The boy that was dead. And when he stretched forth himself over him and prayed over him, the boy arose again. The last time they saw a resurrection, it was when they talked about it. It was when they talked about all the miracles of yesterday. And the problem was the church in that time, the synagogue, it was dead today. Come on, all those miracles were happening in the past, but now they were just opening up the Torah. Now they were just opening up the scriptures. Now it was just all intellect. But I come not to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but I come in the demonstration of the spirit and of the power that your faith do not stand in the wisdom of men, but it stands in the power of God. Come on, somebody. Be healed. I need somebody to give God a praise break. Ah, God have mercy. Come on, I need you to clap from the front to the back. I want you to stand to your feet and just clap. Oh, Lord. my God have mercy come on clap again I feel the Holy Ghost moving today years ago years ago I was in Ketchikan, Alaska. Whew, the Lord just brought it back to me. I was in Ketchikan, Alaska. And right, right now I'm in a PhD in Bible exposition. I'm studying Greek, studying Hebrew. I'm doing that stuff every week. And back then, whenever I was there in Alaska, it was like 2018, I believe. And whenever I was there, I was in a master's program studying Greek and Hebrew. And I remember when I went there, I went up to a hotel <laughs> I went up into a hotel and I was studying my Greek and Hebrew in that hotel. And while I was studying, getting ready for the service, I stepped out from, the, I closed my Greek book. I came down the stairs and when I stepped out of my hotel, there was about 15 people doing drugs. Needles in their arms, right, right outside of my hotel. Needles in their arms, just broken, being drug addicts, just hurting and broken. And when I saw the brokenness of these souls, these people made in God's image, God spoke to me and said, Victor, you think your Greek's going to help them? He said, go ahead and give them a Greek word and see if they care. He said, the only thing that's going to make a difference 
is the power of the Holy Ghost. I sit with professors every week as we exegete the text and 99% of them never saw a miracle. We have forgotten that he's the God of today. And, and you stepped into a place that's not content to just preach with oratory or just have beautiful music or just have a beautiful routine service. We believe in the God of today. We believe he's about to do something in your life today. And it's not because of me or because of how great any of us, us are. It's because of his grace and it's because we are human and he is God. Come on somebody. We are not enough, but he is more than enough. I learned very quickly. Yes, I'm going to do my study. Yes, I'm going to do my Greek and Hebrew. Yes, yes, there's been revelation that's come from it. You heard me say a Greek word today. I, I learned that studying the Greek, studying the Septuagint, studying uh, the ancient articles, studying the classic Greek of the past, uh, studying Homer uh, in the Iliad. Uh, I studied all those things. Yes, I've got Greek. Wow, that's wonderful. But the problem is uh, you're still battling with depression. Uh, the problem is you're still battling with sickness. Uh, the problem is you're still battling in your mind. Uh, and so I can't just stop at revelation I've got to bring you from revelation to demonstration now I'm going to demonstrate to you what I preached so I said God triumphs over depression guess what you're about to get healed today so I said God triumphs over sickness in your body well guess what you're about to get healed today come on somebody I'm telling you he is still the God of today Hatalahai. <laughs> Hallelujah. Musicians can come. Musicians can come. We can flow for a little bit. But if you have a sickness or a pain in your body, if you have a sickness or a pain in your body, I want you to stand up. I want you to come to the front right here. I want you to come to the middle. God's about to heal you today. God's about to make you whole today. Look at these knees. If you have a sickness or a pain in your body, I want you to come up front to the middle right now. God's about to heal you today. Come on. That's it. I feel the Holy Ghost moving. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now I feel the Holy Ghost helping somebody already come on I just need some believers to come to the altar as well because while you're praying over them you're going to get a miracle while you're praying over them God's going to do a miracle in your family God's going to do a miracle in your life there's about to be healing that takes place today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that's it from the front to the back y'all can form in behind them as well but I just want us to lift up our hands in advance and give glory to what God is about to do because God is about to do something all you got to do is say God you're my helper God you're my helper and I need you to help right now I believed you for yesterday I believed you for tomorrow but God I'm making a declaration that I believe in you today I believe in you today I believe in you right now I believe in you right now I believe that you can take the anxiety away right now. I believe that you can take 
this pain in my back away right now. I believe that you can take this torment away from me right now. I believe that you can take this sickness away from me right now. I believe you can take away the pain that's been in my back, the pain that's been in my spine, in my legs, in my lungs, in my heart. That you can take away the pain right now. Come on, that's it. I just want you to lift up those hands and tell God, God, I believe. God, I believe. God, I believe in you today. Come on, talk to him right now. God, I believe in you today. I believe in you today. I believed in you when I was young. And I know I'll believe in you tomorrow. But God, I confess right now. I believe in you today. I believe in you right now in this moment. You can do a work in me. You can do a work in my heart. You can do a work in my family. You can still do a work in me. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ. I said, I, I said, I want, I just want you to lay your hand on somebody near you and tell them it's going to happen today. Come on, lay your hand on somebody near you and, gonna, and tell them it's going to happen today. Tell them it's going to happen today. God's going to do it today. God's going to move today. God's going to help you today. God's going to strengthen you today. God's going to make you whole today. In the name of Jesus, today, today, today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Today. Today, today, oi, oi, today, today, oi, estadia, today, eora, eora, no luego, eora, now, not later, now, not later, now, now, now.
the front to the back I want you to lift up both hands I'm about to pray a prayer of faith over you from the front to the back lift up both hands I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over you and when I'm done I'm going to shout to the top of my lungs hallelujah Everyone say hallelujah. Say it louder. Let me tell you what's about to happen. When we say hallelujah, it's a shout of triumph. It's a shout of victory. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith over you. And when I'm done, I'm going to shout to the top of my lungs, hallelujah. When I shout hallelujah, I want each and every one of you with everything in you to shout hallelujah. And when you shout hallelujah, you're going to feel the pain immediately leave your body. When you shout hallelujah, you're going to feel, if you've had pain in your back, you're going to feel a complete difference in a moment. When you shout hallelujah, if you've been battling with anxiety and depression, you're going to immediately feel it lift off of you like it never happened to you before. If you've had an internal disease or sickness, when you shout hallelujah, God is going to immediately take it out of your body. God is going to immediately make you whole when you shout hallelujah. Because when we shout hallelujah, we're shouting God is my helper. We're shouting that we need you to do something about this right now that we need you to do something about this right now it's about to happen can you lift up your hands one more time when I shout hallelujah I want you to shout it I want you to visualize yourself being healed I want you to visualize yourself being made whole I want you to see yourself without pain and without sickness and I want you to see yourself walking whole from this place today Lord Jesus by the authority that is in the Word of God and by the power that is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ I release the gift of faith in this house I release the working of miracles into their bodies now 
I release the gifts of healing into their body now. I command depression to leave. I command their back to be whole. I speak for their knees to be healed. I command their ankle bones to pop back together. I command anxiety to leave and never to return again. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I curse every fear. I curse every pain. And I speak the name of Jesus now. Hallelujah! Thank you so much for listening. Uh, for more information, you can follow my social media page, Victor M. Jackson, or you can come visit us in Orlando, Florida at Bible Center of Orlando. Thank you for joining us. God bless.